0: hi everybody this is alec ransom of the p3 podcast uh we're gonna be doing a show here in just a few moments um but before we get into it um you know i just just want to let everybody know um you know all the people that that happen to listen to the show or uh, follow us on facebook um we have a we've had a bit of a tragedy um in the p3 family this week and uh you know we'll we'll get through it. Uh, we're a strong knit group. Uh, tonight we'll be rolling in as a as a trio instead of a foursome. Um, you know we'll 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 fight through it. We'll we'll bounce back. Um, you know we'll we'll keep trying to entertain you guys as best we can. Um, you know even through the the tough times that we might be going through. But um, you know we value you guys as fans. And uh, any words of encouragement on uh you know the YouTube or uh, facebook or twitter you know would be greatly appreciated and uh, we'll make sure it gets passed on to the appropriate party but uh yeah just before we start the episode i just wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update as of uh you know what's going on so stay tuned um you know we appreciate the support and uh here comes the show
1: you're listening to the Pittsburgh pile driver Podcast.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the P3 Podcast. My name is Alec Ransom, and uh, we will be rolling in as a trio tonight instead of a foursome. Uh, Beef the Legend is out. Uh, not out on an injury, but uh, just out on uh, uh, holiday preparations. So he's all good. No, uh, no need to worry there. Uh, we do have some... Some disappointing news and some um, some strife to get through, but uh, I'm confident that uh, we as a P3 team will be able to pull through. We're confident that you as our fans will be able to give us the encouragement we need to continue forward uh, in these troubling times. And uh, just to, to kick the show right off the bat, I just want to let you guys know that um, we have lost our beloved champion, Um He's with us. He's not dead, but uh, he no longer holds the chooserweight weight championship. I take this as a as a big blow, emotionally, personally, professionally. I'm not happy about the way things have transpired, and if I could go back in time and do things differently, I I, I most certainly would do things differently. So, uh, with that said, I do want to introduce the the other two members of the P3 podcast that will be trying to help me through this difficult time here this evening as the advocate. Uh, first off, I would like to introduce to you, um, my co champion. We are tag team champions, Mr. Tiger Bomb Tom.
2: Yes, it finally happened. And I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, a it's a tricky situation. Uh, we're, uh, I'm I'm tag team champions with with the advocate for the for the now former champion. But I will say, it's almost be it's almost fitting because you're you're kind of the uh, you're kind of the keystone that brought me into this into this podcast. So I guess it's only fitting that uh, that I'm co champions with you on my first run. So I want to make what, the most. I... We're we're gonna make the most of it, and then uh, we're gonna stab each other in the back on the next set of picks and uh, see what the hell happens.
0: <laughs> I I, uh, I I appreciate the uh, the words of encouragement and uh, you know the faith the faith that you put in me. I appreciate that um, you know as as your fellow tag team champion. However, it, it, it burdens me and it weighs on me deeply to have to introduce to everybody else as the advocate the longest reigning, the longest defending, the longest soon to be auditing. Former chooser weight champion of the PSP podcast, Hoot the Bard. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> Baby, whatever.
0: Oh no.
2: <laughs> He's sullen and downtrodden. I, uh, I feel like I've betrayed your my
1: former... client as the
0: advocate. No,
1: I um the only thing that's giving me solace in these um these uh hold on one second. This
0: uh Oh
1: <laughs> in these um these uh dark times is uh the fact that my advocate the best advocate that any rate former reigning, oh, no. defending undisputed choose a rate champion put the bard uh could ask for mr alec ransom is uh co-champion and it's a shame that he has to be uh co-champion with such a <laughs> fiendish, terrible, (laughs) scoundrel of a man named Tiger Bob (laughs) Tom. I can't keep this up. Hey, Tom. Guys. (laughs) I'm dying. Hey, just remember, I'm the monster
2: you created. You brought me in, and now I'm taking it.
1: (laughs) Ah, I took it. (laughs) No, I will say, I think it's very appropriate that, uh, I I joked about it and said that uh, someone in Bardic Industries would still be holding that belt. And by God, they certainly are. But uh, no, in all, like, goofy uh, joking aside, congratulations to our new, if I may, fellas, ready? Yep. Congratulations to our new reigning, defending, undisputed, choo-choo, chooserweight champions, Tiger Bomb Tom and Alec. The Madman Ransom.
0: It's a good thing that Beef isn't here, because I'm sure he would try to dispute this in, in some form or fashion. Whether, whether he has a leg to stand on is is beside the point, but I'm now sure he would try to dispute if he stood on that it. leg,
1: he'd break it going downstairs and say, give me five feet. Or, oh, or
0: that leg would have
2: been taken off because of the diabetes.
1: Oh, <laughs> wow. Geez, you, I man, I thought I was taking a low blow. You really... You really hit home. Beef, we 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 love you and that's why we joke. Yep. But we joke uh, because
2: we care. It
1: is in <laughs> fact true. I lost the Choose Right champion. I hung my hat on the miz and we will get to it um down the road here with when we talk about. I'm sure we're going to talk about TLC a little bit, fellas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. But um my my thought process was was good. It's just the order of operations was not. So, so did we, like, did we, was this was championship it's like, it's decided like, it's like, it's like, by
0: one point? Um, yes. Well,
1: it was one well, point. One, well,
2: yeah, one, yeah, one point was, actually, hold on, let me, let me, I have the, oh, Tom. I have well, the while, while
1: Tom's picking up those, uh those things, why don't we go ahead and thank the sponsors? I will start and thank. Our very own now new reigning oh. defending undis one half of the reigning defending undisputed cruiserweight champions, Mister Tiger, uppercut bomb Tom and his channel Casual Gaming Dad on Facebook. Go check him out. He does a lot of really cool runs. Um, I feel bad. I have actually fallen behind on watching some of the streams. Tom, how is the um God of War going?
2: Uh, I finished it up last Ooh. week, Wednesday night. Um, All right. It's um, it's amazing. Um, I, I fought the Valkyrie Queen for the better part of an hour. That bitch was insanely difficult.
1: I, you know, I've kept that game spoiler-free because I thought eventually I would get myself into a PlayStation. Um yeah. And I, I'd really like to play it. So I kept myself spoiler-free, but I kept hearing about the Valkyrie. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's –
2: yeah, I mean it's it's nothing too too spoilery because you do come across one and then you find out there's more. So I mean they're optional, they're optional bosses. That the Valkyries <laughs> don't really do anything too much in the way of spoiling the main storyline. Um, but uh, but no, it was it's an awesome game. The way it ends, I, I hope they make a fifth one. Um, so now I found myself I'm like, well, what am I gonna do now on my night stream? So I, I decided to dive back into like some old uh, the. Uh, Resident Evil light gun games on the Wii like uh Ooh, Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, oh, those are, are fun. Great. Um and well, then uh and then real quick, uh I just I played through and it's a short game and I beat it today. Uh the at least for the first time. Uh I I'm glad it came out on PlayStation, because uh, I don't have a Switch yet and I've I've wanted this. The untitled Goose game.
1: Oh yeah, it, dude.
2: It's fucking hilarious
1: and it's, I love it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, it's, I, that's my that, kids
2: were cracking the fuck up, man. I uh, loved it.
1: You know, I've done a really good job of, uh, if I may say so myself, I've done a good job this year of buying Christmas presents for everybody, um, yeah. that I meant to other years I go like, Oh, today's Wednesday before Christmas. I better get on that shit. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. but I've done a really good job this year. And so I decided, I was like, well, I'm going to make myself a little, what does Poot want? christmas yeah. game. and untitled goose game is one of them it's
2: hilarious it's I, I, so funny honestly like it's i feel like that the goose uh like the way that you have to play the game and everything i feel like that's ransom spirit animal
1: oh it totally is <laughs> absolutely well the other game tom if you can find it and i'm gonna move on here but um yeah darkest dungeon
2: okay darkest... Is it, what's what system is it on
1: uh it's i know it's on switch and pc it might be on other platforms i'm not sure but those okay. are the two worlds I operate in, so I know they're available, dude. It is it is really addicting, it's really fun. You should check it out.
0: Okay, I definitely
2: will. Yeah, but, I plan I plan on getting the Switch probably either like right after the holiday season or like income tax return time. So
0: aces. Um, so oh, we have. Hold on, wait. I just want, I want to ask one more video game question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Switch, did you see the um, Breath of the Wild two? little teaser thing that they did it i think it was e3 oh yes. I, I, yeah yeah i
2: saw that there's i saw that there's something in the works yeah i they, uh, the
0: did the <laughs> oh, so did you play the first one
2: yeah i i i have not but i but i'm 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 not gonna be oh. mad if anything gets spoiled because it's been out for long enough i have it on the wii u and i just never got time I, to play it so. i
0: i they, have uh, in fact played it i love it so you know how they have like uh the mummified sheikah in that like they, yes. they're the ones that give you like the the spirit orbs spirit or whatever orbs, yeah they're, they're like the, the mummified ones or whatever yeah did you see in the trailer where they showed a mummified ganondorf yes and then his his eyes light up oh,
1: oh, oh. Uh, dude <laughs> i and and like the very end of it is like right before it cuts away it shows hyrule castle lifting up yep like yep that sold. was
0: i would say that that was my only complaint about Breath of the Wild, and I I understand it's it's my own personal complaint, and not every Zelda game needs to have a Ganondorf in it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But I didn't I didn't like the way that they por- portrayed Ganon in that game. I didn't um... like the whole Calamity Ganon thing. I didn't like well... that there were four versions of him. That were in you know each like of the temples or whatnot i I didn't like the way he was portrayed
1: the reason i liked it was because and we're not going to make this a video game podcast all of a sudden folks trust (laughs) me (laughs) but like well maybe yeah maybe beef's gone we can do whatever the fuck we want um um, but uh, the reason (laughs) i liked it was because it lended itself to the idea that ganon was really something that was more of a force and more of something that was more primal and intangible, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, it was well, something that was more, it, like, yeah, okay, Link's there, Zelda's there, they have their powers, they're strong as they are. But, like, the idea of Calamity Ganon and the idea of Ganon in the four parts that, that he was, like, I like the idea of the way they did it because it made him feel more like an idea versus like here's ganondorf i oh, he transformed into ganon beat pig version of ganondorf like not not saying that's bad honestly but but it, yeah, it made be. him feel more like it's something even if you beat him now he will still be there
2: yeah and, that's, and that's kind of that's kind of how it's always been over the course of the whole games too oh, yeah. it's like you know because everybody like you know, you have the different timelines, and you know, link. It's it's a kind of a, a play on the name because there's always some sort of, um, you know, the name is link, and you're linking these different timelines together and what, different
1: periods so of stuff. Yeah. Let me pose something to you guys. Yeah. What if we did make podcast. this episode? What if we made episode thirty, which is this is what this is? By the way. Oh wow, dirty thirty. Yeah, dirty thirty. Beef's oh. not here. So what if we made this? if we really fast reviewed, like talked about TLC and then just talked about video games the rest of the time and called it the, uh, episode 30,
0: the eight bit, the, like the eight bit episode. Oh man. Look, I, I'm all for that, but no, like I, maybe, maybe a different episode because I feel like we'd be sliding beef because yeah. he's got a lot of good video game knowledge and I, I feel like he would really want to be a part of that. If we did a, a video game episode,
1: he can opine upon that. But okay, so let me <laughs> thank the other sponsors. Okay, D- so Tiger on Tom so also Casual Gaming dad eighty four on Twitch and YouTube. Correct?
2: Uh, YouTube is just Casual Gaming Dad okay. right now. I I couldn't tell you what the the hyperlink is because it's whatever. But just just the same as uh the same black and white logo that you see on Facebook. That's the one on YouTube until then- I hit the until I hit the hundred subscriber mark. Remar- uh, hundred subscriber mark, and I can actually get my own personalized, you know, link or whatever. So
1: kind of like YouTube.com slash the bard. Anyway, yeah, um exactly. Uh, so um, but then uh we also want to thank Sean Tischler and uh, his work with IWC as well. We had a blast at IWC Clearfield uh, 10. It was so much fun and it 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 kind of reignited and also started the flame uh for some of us of uh are, like going and seeing live wrestling shows especially indie shows and uh mm-hmm. again rest in peace the era of argos i now feel your pain jackson yeah i now feel your pain we are Have together no the
0: age of argos will be back as will the age of the bard the, i'm confident
1: oh yes it will sir i'm looking forward to that day but anyway uh, thank you very much, Tim. And also thank you to Gold Gaming as well offering on uh Casual Gaming Dad's merch page over on Gold Gaming. We also have t-shirts for the Pittsburgh Pile Driver podcast. You can go ahead and pick those up as well. They're really nice t-shirts. And if they fit my big dumb fat ass, they will fit yours. Well, Trust hey-o. me. So, but anyway, uh, those are our sponsors. Thank you all very much for uh for helping us out and supporting us. Um, fellas. Uh, really quick, before we get really super deep into anything, I want to hear both of your takes on um, what you thought about TLC from this past weekend. Uh, while I go have a beer. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: well, uh, I'd be remiss if I uh, if before we dive into that, um, if I uh, also didn't acknowledge a new champion as well outside of the P three podcast. Because uh, what. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like how he can still hear us. Uh, so uh, there was more wrestling than just TLC this week. And I just want to touch on this real quick and we'll, and we'll circle back around to it. Cause there's another point to make off of it. Uh, but Friday night, ring of honor had a, had a pay-per-view uh, Saturday night, NWA power. They had a show, uh, a pay-per-view show. And then Sunday was TLC uh, Friday night you got a new Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion in PCO. Now, I don't know shit about PCO. The only thing I know about PCO is the video I saw of him <laughs> taking the suicide dive to the outside of the ring with nobody there. That's the only thing I know about PCO. Um, Was
0: he the guy that did that on purpose? Yes. Ugh.
2: He's the champ. Um,
0: Good job, Ring of Honor.
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, I mean... It's it's an interesting situation now because PCO is apparently kind of like this feel good story. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, and connecting uh, the Ring of Honor to NWA, uh, Marty Scroll, the villain, uh, showed up at NWA Power at the end of the show on Saturday night. Now Marty's uh, the pretty much the hottest free agent right now, so. It'll be interesting to see if he sticks with Ring of Honor, uh, if they do whatever they can to keep him in there, or if he goes to NWA or if he goes to AEW or whatever. But we'll get to all that. Um, In regards to TLC, um, I'm not going to lie. I I missed the first two matches, which from all accounts of what I heard was probably the best two matches of the show. Aleister Black uh, versus Buddy Murphy and then the um, uh, New Day versus The Revival. Um, the rest of the show, honestly, it overall it felt kind of lackluster to me. Um, I mean the main the main event was the main event was okay with uh the Kabuki Warriors and uh versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair the TLC match, but I feel yeah. like I, I feel like it lacked a lot of good uh TLC match psychology. Well.
1: Um, part of the problem was um Ky- uh Kyrie Sang got a concussion during that match. That's what
2: I'm hearing. And I'm not sure when it happened, but that but like if that's the case, then yeah, I can understand why like the pace got slowed down. But sometimes some of the things they did, like it, it I I borrow this from uh from uh one Mr. Bully Ray, because if there's anybody that knows about TLC match psychology, it'd be that man. Yeah. Um it, you know, he brought up a phrase, and sometimes this is this is something that I used uh, also to describe the uh, Moxley Kenny Omega match that they had at AEW. Sometimes you have violence for the sake of violence, and that doesn't always it doesn't always translate well. You get no, you still need no, you still need a certain psychology of the match, and there is there is even in a TLC match when everything's supposed you know all the rules are supposed to be out the window. There's still a certain psychology to follow, and I and I don't know that they hit the mark on that. Well, and uh
1: not not trying to interrupt you, ransom. I have two points and they'll be quick. Number one, okay. Marty Skrull appearing on NWA power, digressing a little bit. It's great for NWA power. It's gonna give them a boost. Man, he he belongs in um AEW. He does. He just does. Like, I mean, like Marty, come on. Like, just go. There or back to New Japan. I don't care which one. Just don't go. Like, I think he could do well in NXT, but I don't want to ever see him go on the main roster of WWE because it'll spoil the shit out of him. Anyway, moving on. Um, The psychology of, of, of that, I think the reason they didn't have it is because all the women in that match, I don't think... Any of them really have a lot of experience with those type of matches, so they were kind of finding their way. I'll I'll give you that. I can chalk
2: it up to a little bit of uh, the lack of experience for a T- TLC match, but that's also why you have the backstage match producers to help them with that. And and I'm sure, I, I'm sure if they if they look around to whoever there, who you know, any any producer. Or if not the producer, just talk to somebody like, you know, hit up somebody like a Bully Ray. I mean, there's, you know, people have those connections that like, you know, go back and study some stuff like, you know, watch the tape. I mean, I don't know. To me, it's just it again, it's it's they they miss the market for whatever reason was, whether it's Kari, you know, being concussed and out on her feet and just kind of going on autopilot. You know that happens, and especially if it happens in a TLC match, you guys are really fucked them because like everything has to stick to a certain game plan when it comes to a TLC match. It's one thing if it's like it was; it's one thing if it's just a regular match, or if it was only like a regular triple threat or a regular, you know, four way or something. You could get away with one person kind of being out of the picture and still kind of filling some spots, but in something like that everybody has to know everybody else's spots like everybody kind of has to know the whole damn match so yeah. i mean i i'm sure it couldn't be easy and i'm you know don't, don't get me wrong i mean they still put on a they still put on a really good match it just kind of it kind of missed the mark for me personally a little bit what, uh what say you ransom i don't i don't know if you
0: watched it or not so um no i watched the highlights bits and pieces but okay. um I, I agree that there's definitely a psychology in TLC matches that differs dramatically from just your regular run-of-the-mill hardcore match. Right. Um, and you know, and I, I don't put them in the sure in a TLC match. You know, there's there's no rules; all bets are off. You can use whatever you want. But at the same time, like I see, I see a dramatic difference between a TLC and a, and a regular old hardcore. Sure, you can use the same weapons or the same you know, extracurricular things, but the match itself, you know, has a, I feel, I don't know. I could catch flack for this or maybe not. Cause I don't, I don't know who listens to this show, but I feel like a hardcore match is kind of like the dummies wrestling match.
3: Boom. Like okay, it's a
0: hardcore match. You could just beat each other with whatever you want. You don't have to have good ring skills to have a good hardcore match. I mean, look at freaking the Sandman. Sandman had no technical in-ring skills but he could put on a great hardcore match. You know, I think the hardcore match is like the, the, the Dummies Wrestling match. Get in there, beat the shit out of each other, hit everybody with what you want, go home. Whereas a TLC match, you have to be spot on with everything you do because the danger is escalated that much more. And that's especially even more dangerous whenever you have either a one-on-one tag team match and one of the participants gets concussed. Because now you turn that danger factor times 10 because you've got one person that's concussed, they take one wrong smash of a ladder, one wrong drop off of a ladder, and they could do some really, really bad things to themselves. Right. Um, and I don't I don't necessarily know you know maybe it's for a lack of experience for those people involved in this one. But for me, I think that you have to have, I don't know. Like I think some people are cut out to put on a TLC match, and some people aren't. Um, um, I say that they might not put on a good TLC match in the future, or one, you know, one or a few of their participants might not be able to do a, a good TLC match in the future. But it goes back to like what you were guys were saying. <clears throat> Go back and watch some old matches. You know, get 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 some pointers from there. Triple H, you know, I, I don't know that he was ever in a great TLC match, but you know what? The, what the like? He is a hell of a resource. Use him. You know, regardless of whether or not he put on a good TLC match, or if he was ever in one, he still has that type of psychology where he could walk you through what you need to do to put on a grand TLC match. And for me, what I saw of it, it was it was lackluster. Um, you know, these these ladies are are amazing wrestlers. They could put on a hell of a match not taking anything away from them. I just don't think that this particular match was all that great.
1: Well, I feel like you're kind of hitting the nail on the head when you say it was a lackluster TLC match. If you took the ladder aspect out of it, of having to grab the titles off of the, um, uh, off of the, the hanging, what's (laughs) my collar, like take the ladder match aspect out of it. Hell of a hardcore match. That's the thing. And you said it you know the hardcore match is the dummies match. You know what? You're you're half right and you're half wrong, in my opinion. Um you're 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 half right in the sense that it's like, you know, you could take me and you ransom and put us in a ring and give us a bunch of like ridiculous BS to hit each other with. And I woop, guarantee woop. you, you and I could make it fun. We could make like oh, whoever's yeah. watching like have a good time. Would it be woop. a good match though? Probably not but it would no. be a lot of fun to watch but that's the thing it's like we take the if we take the aspect out of it of the the hanging uh the hanging belts they had a really interesting really fun hardcore match and that's the point yeah you mentioned sandman sure he could go out there and whack people with a kendo stick or a singapore cane or whatever the hell you want to call it and you know smack people with like Cookie sheets and keyboards and, you know, power bomb them into whatever the fuck. But like, that was the thing. It was just like, same man would look at the crowd and go, you want to see me do something badass? They'd cheer. He'd do something badass. Grab the opponent and go, you want to see me do something badass? And they'd cheer and he'd swill a beer and whatever. To see people like um, Sabu or Al Snow or Mick Foley or some of the guys who participated in the death matches in Japan put on those matches. It makes it interesting because you believe these people are psychotic. I think they put on a really good, the the ladies at TLC put on a really good hardcore match, not a good TLC match.
2: Yeah. And um, I, I think one of the, the better matches of the show was some was a match that had uh, no crazy stipulations or anything like that.
1: Buddy Murphy um, Alex Black?
2: Um, you know what? I can't speak to that personally because I didn't see it, but by all accounts, oh, yes. It was really um, good. That's that's what I've heard. Um, i I still have to go back and watch it. Um, but I, I was gonna say, as far as the psychology, especially, Bray Wyatt and the Miz was a fantastic psychology type of match. Wasn't it though? It was. Um, now, it, my I know you said you watched the highlights and stuff, Ransom. But if you get a chance to go back and watch one match, I I, I don't doubt that Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy was a, was a phenomenal match, both in ring skill and probably psychology as well. It was a phenomenal
1: but, technical match.
2: Okay, we'll go with that. There, there you go. But if you want a if you want a match where you talk psychology, man, this one fucking knocked it out of the park with Bray Wyatt and the Miz because um because we got sweater bray we'd been taught we how many times did we talk about it uh here on the podcast about you know like hey it'd be kind of cool if they had like sweater bray come out instead of you know the fiend
1: and that's feel, exactly
2: what go ahead
1: i i was gonna say i feel like they missed the mark not having him come out in the muscle man th- stuff you know uh,
2: yes and no i mean that could that could still happen we could still get that iteration of him too but I but I liked it because he came out in the sweater and he's got the universal title and he's waving to everybody like hi. And it's and you know, he's all smiles and everything, and he was pandering to the crowd, and the crowd was in the palm of his hands, man. And then you know, throughout the match, you know, I mean you see Miz. Miz is just stone cold face, like, I'm gonna kill you. And like, and he's beat you know, he's getting the better of Bray and stuff. And a couple different times, Bray, like, is, like, just smiling. He's like, did you get it all out, Miz? Are you good now? Are you good? You know, like, just, you know, I'm I'm, I'm here to help you. Did you get it all out of your system now? And then a couple times where, like, he looked like he was going to flip the switch and he's, like, just kind of like, all right, you're done. Fucking beating the shit out of me. You're done, you know. And um, just th- then, like, towards the end of the match and everything like that, you know, I or – was it right after? I'm 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 losing track now with how things played out. But like the lights started to go out, like the fiend would come out and Bray's in the ring, and he's like, He's here, he's here, and he's all excited. And uh and uh and then and then that's whenever we got the return of uh one Mr. American Dragon Daniel Bryan. So
1: And that leads to my point. I called the Miz on this this match right because it wasn't a title match it wasn't the fiend and i knew there was some fuckery going to happen with daniel bryan now we're wrong that was the problem i had the right idea it was just that wwe executed it in an order that didn't befit me holding on to the belt Be- right. because i thought exactly what daniel bryan did was going to happen during the match to have miz get one over on Bray Wyatt and cause all kinds of crazy bs with the fiend.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't I get what you're saying um, you know as far as the match goes but I feel like there were times in that match where they really kind of blurred the lines between fiend. Like I, I think I feel that's like the point, for though. well I feel like, it was, especially with all the Firefly Funhouse things, like I feel like they really tried to create this distance between the Bray Wyatt character and the Fiend character, and I feel like this match kind of muddied that water. You know, and if that's what they were going for, they nailed it. But I don't know. I I didn't like that aspect of it. I, I would have liked more if it's, you know, Bray Wyatt is clearly this character. And the fiend is clearly this character, and there's no, there's no muddying of the waters between the two. That's just my own personal thing. It was a good match, you know. Don't get me wrong; it was a very good match. Uh, but that was the only little bit of a of a negative in it for me. Now, uh, real, and I don't wait. understand what is it with the big stupid doink hammer.
2: I I, I don't oh. know either. That's that's something else altogether. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure we could touch the on doink- if we, if we need The, to. the
1: big doink hammer was from Hell in a Cell.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: But I didn't watch that. that, But that's the thing. Is like, I understand it's supposed to be both like it's menacing because it's someone trying to be funny who is menacing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want that with The Fiend. I don't want that kind of stuff. Like, have The Fiend... Like, instead of that stupid, weird mallet, like, give... Have the fiend give Bray Wyatt, like, I don't know, like a a bowling ball wrapped covered in thumbtacks. Mm. Like have him give him something that's like, you know, like an fu kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like something really sadistic.
2: Um. Now uh real quick as far as the the pay per view on a whole, um you had asked earlier, ransom, and I I'll give you the the records, the rundown. So yeah, the uh the overall results um for the for the TLC pay per view for us for the picks, uh Poot Bard was sitting at two and four, uh beef the legend and even killed three and three. And uh myself and ransom uh were at a four and two. Um so the man. the only two the only two matches that uh that that the champ here the former champ was uh, wrong on was revival and and the Miz which honestly if there was going to be any one of the ones that you went out on lim- on a limb that, those were probably the ones to do it you know what I mean
1: no and so. that's that's why it took the risk because I was like man I could see them putting the belts on the revival and I honestly I really really thought that. I had a I had a kind of lock in on that that uh the the Daniel Bryan <laughs> interference getting having his yeah. go over. Honestly,
2: but- I, I I gotta say the, the two losses that ransom and I both suffered on uh well actually we all suffered on Rusev and Roman Reigns. Holy shit, were we way off on the mark on those? Yo, like I
1: I even put up before the match ended, I put up hashtag rusev deserves better yeah i i I don't get it why i
2: didn't watch i didn't watch raw last night so i have no idea what happened if anything could after the fact of that match with the storyline so i'll have to i'll have to uh i'll probably have to do that you know after we get done recording or after i do a little bit of a stream or something but uh (coughs) um, yeah
0: you know that is such a stupid
2: Oh, it stupid was stupid
0: storyline. It was. Thank shit. God.
2: Thank God. That's. I. I it's got to be over now. I hope uh,
1: you would think well, yeah. that. But uh, you know how WWE likes to beat a dead horse with a dead horse. So. <laughs> no, oh, like, oh my gosh!
0: And look, I do want to say this. I I, I know that uh, you know beef is really up CM Punk's ass as a uh, you know probably one of the biggest CM Punk marks I've ever known aside oh, from yeah. CM Punk himself. <laughs> you know, I think I think Beef is a close second to a CM Punk mark as, as CM Punk is to his own mark. Nice. But, you know, I, I will say this about him. I, I'm glad that even though he's back working with WWE, he's not a corporate shill and he'll call it how he sees it. Yep. Um, you well, know, it's for those of you who don't Fox. know, oh, he doesn't work for WWE. He works no, for Fox. he works for Correct. Fox. Yeah, so, he well, works for Fox. Well, even there, I mean, WWE and Fox are kind of like the same thing now. Um, you know, you can't really bad mouth WWE because you're kind of bad mouthing Fox, but uh, Fox, Fox tweeted out, um, you know, a picture of the, of the match and said, you know, I know CM Punk is going to have something to say about this one. And CM Punk replied to that t- tweet with a picture of him watching a hockey game. Yeah. Didn't say anything, just a picture of his TV with a hockey game on and thank God for CM Punk because you know, he's not a corporate shield to WWE or to Fox and i think that's how we pretty much all feel at this point like oh is there going to be a rusev lashley match i'm going to watch something else or i'm going to go poop you know i'm going to do <laughs> something other than watch this stupid match
1: dude i will i will say this taking the storyline out of everything they put on a pretty good match the end obviously was botched a little bit
2: i honestly didn't i didn't watch it i was wrapping gifts
0: I I watched but that's it. That's the thing, though. Like that's, the, um, and I, I think this is where WWE fails. WWE, or WWE fails their own talent. I'm not totally convinced that Rusev and Lashley couldn't put on a good match. I I think they probably could, but the stupid angle and the stupid storyline that they're in ruins any sort of quality caliber match that those two have oh great if, if this whole stupid lana cuckold bullshit storyline wasn't involved in it if it was just you know those two guys feuding i, I could probably watch those matches and be sports entertained what you're but not I can't be sports entertained because of the angle that they're in it's too much you're
1: not in the yeah. cucksev day Like I mean, no, No, it's too
0: much. Like I can't do it.
1: I agree, and that's the thing is that like Rusev is so over. People Mm -hmm. love him. They they love him, and it's insanity that WWE is not pulling the trigger on this, like that. Well, and the other thing is too. After the match, I thought the (sighs) most poignant part of this was whenever the match was over, and Lashley won, Lana visibly was like, I hate this. And not, like, in a storyline like... I'm sure she like,
0: does. As being the real-life wife of Rusev, I'm sure she absolutely hates it.
1: And not in, not in, like, the storyline like, oh, I, you know, I still love, you know, Rusev, and oh, right. I still feel some for him. No, she's visibly like, I'm over this.
0: Oh, well, she... Is echoing pretty much the sentiment of 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 every WWE fan. I don't know what WWE fan out there goes. Boy, I can't wait to see how how Lashley bones Lana and yeah. makes Rusev grumpy again on the next episode <laughs> of WWE as the world turns. Well, here
2: you get. here's the one thing. <laughs> something another reason why as she could have had her
1: world turns.
2: I know, right? As um, another reason she could have had her panties in a twist was because of something that CM Punk apparently said on backstage, where he said the way mm-hmm. that he would do this angle. Is like basically, um, it, live oh, sex
1: celebration.
2: Well, that oh. ah, damn still my thunder. Uh, that's all right. I stole your title. Oh no, I'm oh. uh you and another
1: person had to take the title for me, cowboy. Don't feel so 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 big in your britches. Don't go on open
0: me into this taking the title for nothing. I right? didn't
2: ask. I didn't ask I've, for his I've help botched to take the Into title. this title
0: reign. Let's not confuse things. He
2: stumbled into it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, look, WWE has Um, (laughs) a a history, a colored fucking history of missing the mark on wrestlers who have gotten over on their own and that the crowd loves. This is an echo back to Daniel Bryan. I mean, the the crowd basically had to shit down WWE's throat for them to recognize, oh, crap, Daniel Bryan got over. The crowd loves him. We haven't done anything with this for who knows how long. We're finally going to put the title on this guy. They could have had another magical freaking title run with Rusev. He could have sold shit tons of merch. You know, the crowd is always hot for him. And they put him in in this big steaming dump of an angle with Bobby Lashley. I don't understand why they can't get out of their own way to save their lives.
2: Well, here's a that's that's kind of an interesting point, and I think the key things that you said was somebody they got themselves over because it wasn't Vince McMahon's brainchild. Oh, all right, it was yep. Somebody else that did it. So there's that. Um, but that's that's a whole nother sidebar there. Um, now what uh, what CM Punk had suggested was basically that after this match or whatever, um, regardless of who won or not, you know, like okay, Lashley's with Lashley's yeah. with Lana and, you know, they do whatever they do off on their own, and Rusev's not with her anymore, and he's glad to be done with her. And then at some point, Lashley gets sick of her shit, and the two of them find a common ground in the, like, man, I had to deal with this crazy bitch, you know. And they form a tag team, and then Lana, you know, now being uh, all butthurt that neither one of them want anything to do with her, you know, finds some other tag team to basically do her dirty work and carry out her revenge against them. That seems
1: very. Tom, Tom, quit talking about my last, my, my relation, my, my relationship back in 2013. Oh,
2: Jesus. I don't Uh, even want to know. Don't worry about Um, it. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) As, as we're sitting here on fire, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, No, but uh, I mean, and that would still be, that would be a very long and drawn out thing. But it's one of those ones where, okay, maybe you get like, maybe the payoff is worth it in the end. I, I I understand we we we've bitched about it before about Vince McMahon being very short sighted and going for the quick cash grab and not investing in a longer storyline. And if that's what they were trying to do here, I think they're failing because it, it's just a storyline where you have to and in, in any storyline, whether however long the program is, the key is you have to be emotionally invested. <coughs> so why Why am I going to be emotionally invested in this cuckold angle unless I'm somebody who's been in that situation? Maybe that's the only kind of lowest common denominator. But if, I, if I've been in that situation where I've been in, for all storyline purposes, if I've been in Rusev's shoes and that happened to me, do I really want to sit there and relive that? I mean, I don't know. That's Dude, just me. No, maybe,
1: maybe, no. Vince, maybe Vince McMahon is into the cuck.
0: Maybe. Maybe he's in It look, could be. Look back at the Mr. McMahon storylines that he was in. Oh yeah, with um, I mean, look back at this. Stuff? Yeah. Yes, yes, this yeah. Is Vince McMahon written all over it. And this seems like one of those stupid ass gimmicks that he would look at and go, this is going to be great. This is going to be hilarious. Good I can't shit, wait pal. to watch. People are going to people are going to want to tune in every week to see what what develops next with this trio lover like stop it this has the, this has every characteristic of the mr mcmahon you know oversexed grapefruits genetic jackhammer bullshit whenever he was on tv uh, you know it's not something that the wwe fan is going to look at and go yeah i can i can get emotionally invested in the storyline or i mean even get remotely not emotionally invested Just remotely interested in it Like it's just It's that yeah. stupid Misogynistic And I, I hate Lowest that term, common the Misogynistic in that. thing I hate it Why? But it's it's that It's that What?
1: No I, w- I was gonna say You hate that term Or you hate everything That goes along with that
0: term no, I hate the term I hate the whole Like oh you're a misogynistic blah, blah. Oh shut up Get over it. Don't okay. It. Um, But I don't know Like I just w- Why on earth Would you choose To make this storyline and i know the answer to it the answer is because of vince mcmahon but like why (laughs) would you make this storyline the one that you want to put longevity in you have so many different developing storylines that you start and then kill so quick before people have a chance to get involved in it now you're going to make this one the one that you really want to you want to drag this one out because people are really going to get charged no they're not they're not they're, they're they were sick of it freaking week three of it and and you continue to drag this bullshit on please was, let this angle die it's a I, garbage angle i was
2: sick of it week one and i think part of it is because they came out with like the like gratuitous making out and stuff like that if they would have no. saved that for if they would have saved the gratuitous make out sessions for a little bit later and built to that Maybe I would have felt a little bit differently. I still probably wouldn't have cared for the angle, but yeah. I was sick of it from the I was sick of it from the word go. That's just yeah. me. It's just Agreed. there's no Agreed. there's no
0: believability in it. There there right. was there was believability in the Edge Lita Matt Hari storyline. Because, because it was it, real. That stemmed, it was that real. Stemmed, yes. That stemmed from reality. It did. So if you want to make that into an angle, if all three participants are okay with doing that and you want to stem that into an angle, that angle works because people are smart nowadays. People have the internet whenever that happens. So people knew that was a real life thing that happened. Lita and Matt Hardy were together. Matt Hardy got hurt, or he was on a different show, or he was out somewhere. He, and he started traveling yeah. with Edge, and Lita and Edge hooked up. Matt yeah. Hardy lost his shit over it, got fired. You can make that into a believable storyline because it happened based in reality. Well, and the this same thing- this stupid angle is not based in reality. It's based in stupid Vince McMahon's oversexed, balls deep imagination, and he loves it, and he's shoving it down people's throats. Stop it.
2: And the same and the same thing could be said for mm-hmm. uh, you know if they if they ever decided to do a storyline. I know they I, I don't watch it, but I know just from seeing commercials that they touched on it with uh, on Total Divas, like the stuff that happened with uh, Carmella and Corey Graves yeah, yeah, it's real life it's a real life situation. We talked about it on the podcast. It happened, but I, I feel it from uh, it seems like from all accounts you know all those parties have moved on. Does that mean that they're gonna make it into a storyline? No, but they don't necessarily need to. But like no. you said, the, the big thing the big thing is believability. We understand that pro wrestling is scripted. We understand it's you know quote unquote sports entertainment. So yeah, you have to have a bit of a you have to suspend your disbelief. disbelief. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, you still want some sort of believability. Like I still, from being a from being you know a lifelong fan, do I, Do we call every match right? No, we don't. But there are times mm-hmm. where, like, there are times where I'm like, wow, I really did not see that coming, and I, I'm glad. I'm glad that that happens. Because it still lends to some sort of believability that, like, oh, I really don't know what's going to happen. Maybe, you know, so, like, what is real? What is not? Like, let's blur the line. You but, know? Then,
1: but then that also lends to the fact that when you are, like, a smart fan or you've been a lifelong fan and you kind of are, you know, in a little bit on what's happening – the problem is then whenever you don't call something right and they do take a left-hand turn, you go, oh, this means that everything is going to get better and they're going to start making better calls and they're going to start this. And then you're disappointed again when they don't and you're like, oh, so it's just the same. Okay. Yeah. Got it. You um, know?
2: Now, real quick uh, to kind of to kind of segue a little bit. Ransom had talked about you know people getting themselves over somebody who uh, over the course of the last number of years has gotten himself over tremendously. Uh, I mentioned him before earlier on was the villain, Marty scroll. Oh yeah, um, man. And and we talked and you, and you talked a little bit about it, poot saying, you know, like where you thought like he would do well or where he wouldn't. Uh, I'd also like to get ransom's opinion on this. I, um, you know what he thinks. I, I think personally myself, um, I, I got to disagree with you a little bit on something though. Hmm. Um, with uh with marty scroll i agree nxt would be a good fit for him uh but i wouldn't ever want to see him get called up to uh raw or smackdown because well, i feel like that's what i said yeah I, I i agree with that yeah i agree new japan um i disagree though however sending him to AEW and here's why huh. yes his friends are, yeah oh wait for this I'm waiting. it'll make it it'll make you scratch the chin a little so,
1: all yes, six of them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, oh, oh. hey, hey! I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't I gonna. Just, say I wasn't that gonna either. sympathize with that
0: okay. remark. Um, I sympathize with that remark. Um, <laughs> um, no,
2: I, uh, I. I. Um. Uh, yes, all his friends, all you know, the the box and everybody are over there in AEW. Yes. But it. But it's like one of those things. It's one of those situations where you already have. Um, so many high profile people over there in AEW that you need, you need, um, you know, you need to build up some of the younger talent and stuff like that. Like, like you got, you've got Jericho, SCU, uh, the Bucks, you've got Cody, who is bigger than AEW itself by all accounts. Look at his fucking pyro in his entrance, for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> you, you know, but, uh, but, you know, you got some guys that you need to, you, those are your guys that you're building around right now. So you got some of these other teams and stuff that you need to build up, like your Jurassic Express, like your MJF and Wardlow. Uh, like to even to a degree, you even got uh, you know your your Joey Janela. You need Moxley is pretty you know pretty well established as it is too, but you know you could always take him to the next level by putting a championship on him. So if you have all these people that are already kind of high up on the pecking order, doesn't Scroll kind of just kinda get lost in there a little bit? Like it wouldn't it wouldn't feel he wouldn't feel like he had as big of an impact in AEW because then who do you who do you put him who do you put him with? Like what young talent do you put him with, or you know, who's he helped get over or anything like that? That's
0: well, can I interject here in, yes, in, and uh, voice opinion? Yeah go ahead. So I I think you both make valid points. Um, I agree with with Poot and Tom when you say if he goes to WWE, I would want to see him strictly on NXT because, you know, we touched on it on earlier podcasts. We even touched on it on this podcast. If he gets big in NXT, if they move him to Raw or SmackDown, he's going to go into mid-card obscurity. I don't care how good he is. I don't care how entertaining he is. I don't care how phenomenal his matches are, how good he is on the mic. I don't care what recognition he has coming from other places. He's going to go to Raw or SmackDown and he'll get lost in mid-card obscurity because Vince McMahon is not going to push him to the top and keep him there because he made a name for himself somewhere else. So if he if he goes to NXT, I think Triple H will use him correctly. Um I think he would he would go quickly towards a NXT title hunt. You know, whether he captures it off the bat quick or not, I don't know. But I think he would he would pretty much skyrocket probably to the top. Um, I think there are a lot of young talent over there that he can have matches with, uh put on, you know, really good programs, and I think a lot of us would be very much sports entertained by it.
2: Now I I I believe that probably the best place for Bardy Squirrel right now, believe it or not, I I believe he needs to stick in Ring of Honor, and I think Ring of Honor needs to do what? No, hear me out. Ring of Honor needs to do whatever they can to keep him there. Now, not necessarily keeping him just Ring of Honor exclusive. Like if he wants to work some other, you know, if he wants to work a few short TNA programs, you know, doing something with Nick Aldous or whatever. Let him do that, like. But Ring of Honor, if they're smart, they need to secure him because it should have been Marty Scroll, not Matt Taven, that won at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Okay. Now, not, no, no offense to Matt Taven. I, I don't know a whole lot about Matt Taven, but just the little bit that I saw, I I don't have a problem with him. But, um, you know. PCO being the the, cha- the ring of honor champ right now, you have that. Let them have it for a little bit. Let that feel good thing happen. I don't know how long of a program you do with that, but then you have some you know some really good heel come up. You know, <laughs> take the title off of PCO, and if they're smart, their next move after that <coughs> would be putting that title on Marty scroll. Because they had it there in the palm of their hands and they should have put it on him in the garden and, and why they didn't is beyond me. But
0: so, the, uh, hold the, now, let, let me get back let me get back to finish my point that I was making earlier. Okay. Oh yes. Yeah, um he Marty Scroll was he a bullet club member? Yes. yes. Okay. So here's why I think that AEW might be a better option for him. Because I really want to say that the diehard AEW fans know the history of a lot of these guys. They know the history of the bullet club. They know the history of Cody. They know the history of the box. Um, you know, Adam page, they know these guys. So if Marty scroll were to go to AEW, I think they could introduce him and, and really build around him. Like, okay, this is another bullet club guy coming into AEW. What's he going to do? Is he going to align himself with Cody? Is he going to align himself with the Bucks? Are they going to kind of redo another Bullet Club thing? Uh, you know, you could have, uh, you know, Jericho and the Inner Circle do like a little tease to where like they try to recruit him. You know, I, I think there are a lot of options for him as far as storyline goes in AEW. I don't think he would get lost in, in, in the bucket of talent that they have. Um, you know, cream rises to the top, and if you're the cream of the crop, whoa! Uh, I think you're gonna you're gonna rise above other people. Um, you know, you're not gonna get buried anywhere. Hang on, I, I heard somebody take a breath. Hang on. What? Um, <laughs> can I go ahead? Just, oh, just yeah, just give me a second. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh shit, I got derailed. Um, I, I think he I think he has better options in AEW for interesting, stable stable storylines not like stability but you know what stable is he going to go with is he going to be by himself you know is he going to align with some of these guys um it's hard to say i think he could have you know really good matches in in nxt but i think aew is probably his best choice
2: um i guess i guess maybe i i I phrased it completely wrong maybe not so much lost in the shuffle but i feel like that if he went to aew the the top card end would be, like, too, too top-heavy, if that makes sense. I don't know.
0: It could like... be, but is that necessarily a bad thing, to have the top of your card be top-card heavy? I yeah. mean, essentially, that's essentially those are people and those are matches that everybody's going to want to see. So it keeps the, the fans more invested as opposed to, oh, this guy's facing Johnny Nobody. I yeah. don't care. I, I, I don't care. Like, I don't care if, if Marty Scroll's is going to go to NXT or Ring of Honor or New Japan and face, you know, Billy Bob, who cares? I'm not invested in that. But if he's going and facing Jericho and Cody, you know, yeah. he teams up with somebody and faces the Bucks. Or even if he goes to NXT, he goes NXT and feuds with Adam Cole. You know, yeah, man, like, that's that's high profile, and I'm interested in that kind of stuff. Well, if... and, and the big, like, I think the big leagues nowadays – WWE was always the measuring stick. Like it was, if you make it to WWE, you make it to the big league. I, you know, I I think when it comes to the promotions that are out there nowadays, I think some guys would be completely content with going from, you know, like a ring of honor, new Japan, you know, what have you, which in my view are kind of the, the middle promotions. I mean, if you make it to, to AEW, They've got weekly television programs. They got monthly pay per views. You know that that's also kind of like making it to the big time.
2: That's that's the one thing that, it, regardless uh, regardless if Marty Scrolls stays in Ring of Honor or not, Ring of Honor needs to get on, even if it's taped. Even like even if they do like how NWA does, they need like weekly episodic mm-hmm. TV, yes. which they don't have. Because I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw Ring of Honor on TV but when i do i have no idea like if it, it's i know it's not current i know it's not cuz i cuz i've asked somebody that before and they're like no they're like 6 months behind on TV i'm like what well, the fuck's the point then like why am i watching why yeah. why, why why am i watching give me if a reason a,
0: if you're a free agent you need to make it you need to get to one of those promotions that has whether you like you said whether it's taped or whether it's live but it needs to be on TV weekly Yep. yep. and I, I feel I feel like Morty Skrull will be doing himself a disservice if he Hell. did not go, go to one of those promotions. Even even
2: though even but though we- uh, I know Beef and and us have kind of uh, shit on it a little bit with some of the stuff that they've been doing, but fucking Impact, they've they're doing weekly stuff. Whether or not it's the greatest product at the time or not, that you know that everybody has their own preference. But um, I, but Impact is doing is doing some stuff, you know, they got, they got weekly stuff and they're on, they're on access. So it's not just whatever, like pop TV or whatever anymore. It's, it's, it's a big, it's a step up from where they were. And they, they've got some really good talent over there and Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard. And, you know, uh, have... But go ahead. Go ahead, Poo. I, I know you were I know you were chomping at the bit for a point there. <laughs> I
1: no, I I understand why you would say this about Marty Skrull and not wanting him to go to AEW. I do. You don't want him getting lost in the mix. And I don't think it would be, oh, well, we're going to push Marty because everyone in the front office is buddies with him. I really mm-hmm. don't. Marty Skrull is, in my opinion, oh. one of the best wrestlers today as far as it goes on the independent scene for psychology and in-ring talent with what he does he is like an evil modern day Bob Backlund like like it's not like in the insane like you know Bob Backlund's character where he's like wild eyed and everything like that but But how he works in the ring and he can work with anyone of any style and make it interesting. That's something that a lot of wrestlers can't do. They can't like he can go from working a match with a Wardlow to them working a match with Zack Sabre, Jr to then going and working a match with, um, uh, Oh, uh, what what what's his name? The other British wrestler that uh Seth Rollins was feuding with on Twitter. Oh, uh Osprey? Yeah, Os- Will Ospreay. Yeah, yeah, how could I forget Will Ospreay? But like that's Will okay. Ospreay, like he can work any of those styles and anything in between and make it believable and make it enjoyable. Like that's the thing. Marty Scurll is a really good foil for anybody out there. That's why I said Marty Scurll going to AEW would be great also because if you notice right now AEW is building a lot of stables
2: yeah they really are circle
1: you have um what is it um uh Nightmare the Nightmare Collective yeah oh yeah yeah Brandy
2: Rhodes's thing yeah that's yeah something you know and
1: then you supposedly have a little bit of growth with um um the Dark Order yeah and that's the thing is they're building all these you know what yeah the dark order are bad guys but they're not villains like you villain enterprises there's been a lot of teasing of of uh marty Skrull, luke harper and then once he gets well once he gets well um oh my god what is wrong with me tonight i'm forgetting um uh, uh he does the coffin drop
2: Darby Allen. Darby
1: Allen, thank you. Jesus, what is wrong with me? And uh, Darby Allen and having his girlfriend. Oh, and his girl. Well, not not even going so far as his girlfriend. That would be awesome if it was there. But like those guys, being the new villain club, and
0: having them be. Oh, that would be that would be really. Oh my God,
1: Darby Allen, Marty Skrull, (laughs) uh, and uh, Brody Lee. Oh come on,
0: like that would that's a
1: no brainer.
0: Like, Um, and uh, you're you're not gonna get stables you're not going to get a villain enterprises stable in WWE. No, you might in NXT. Um, you know, NXT has got some stables in it. They've got some teams. Um,
1: it wouldn't be done right though.
0: No, I just, I I don't think it would. And I don't know who they would put in villain enterprises to NXT. If he goes to raw or SmackDown, you know that that's done. If you think about it, there's
2: really only, I mean, like, I don't know if you want to count Shayna Baszler and, uh, maria and maria and jessamine duke as uh as a as a stable necessarily yeah. I, I i mean they they calling them the you know the whatever i don't know the horsewomen and, the horse, and then and the,
1: the new horsewomen or whatever the fuck
2: i didn't yeah i don't know what i don't know what they necessarily call them but you really think about it you only have one real true st- well no i guess forgotten sons but they're what more happened of a trio they
1: were pushing them they're forgotten that oh. <laughs> that makes me sad, man. Because those the, those guys, dude. Jackson Riker is a
2: fucking beast-looking motherfucker. Oh, like, dude, holy
1: shit! What if you had Jackson Riker basically be the new PCO of the group? Ooh, ooh,
2: right. Um, but I was gonna say you you really you're only I, I consider a stable to be four or more. We'll say I don't know, like um, a, okay, a true that's like, fair. A, like, I mean, yeah, because you can have trios and stuff, but you know, I mean, like a real stable. stable. When I think of a stable, I think of like four or more. Per, me personally, I know what I know. You know, you, yeah,
0: you're back I, to the you know, the Triple H led DX nation of domination. domination. Nation yeah. domination. Yeah, you, you look like those are stables. Those aren't yeah, just like a tag team.
2: Okay, yeah. So I mean that for all intents and purposes, in my opinion, then with that logic, there's really only one stable and that's Undisputed Era. So, you know, you, you don't what have about
0: Walter. Is he do they are they technically Imperium? stable? Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, but they haven't Imperium. Um, you know I'll be well, I'll be honest, I have not I still need to catch up on NXT UK uh UK Um, I I started to a little bit, but I'm still at least a good couple of weeks behind, Um, at the very least. But I I know that they were kind of introducing uh, Walter and Imperium into regular NXT. I think the next NXT UK takeover is here in January or February, I think. I can't remember.
0: Now, is there a takeover for Rumble Weekend?
1: I don't know yet. Yes, I think they do one for the each Big Four.
2: You would think okay. so, but I—I I think they're supposed to. But I honestly, um, no. Wait, when the hell was it? There's, um, oh shit! There's a there's a takeover Portland. I remember hearing them talk about that. Uh, well, it's but gonna I don't be the most when.
1: hipster takeover ever. <laughs>
2: but I don't know when that is. So, um, in any case. Um. Yeah. It, I. I guess uh, traditionally, like Vince, is not typically very stable heavy in general, which surprises me because you had quite a number in the '90s. But I don't know. And
0: they did Whatever. well too. Like they, they did. They, they did really well. Did. So I don't know why he's so down on stables. Whenever <laughs> he had some of his most successful people, if you think about it, come from stables. I mean, The Rock came from The Nation. Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Well, Shawn Michaels was a big was a big deal, kind of before DX. But you know, you had Triple H come from DX, the and Outlaws. Well, they were pretty had, big. Te-
2: you had Orton and Batista out of I mean, Evolution.
1: Technically, yeah. stone Technically, Stone Cold came out of uh, Ted DiBiase's little thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. What, it, what did What What did he have with him being the ringmaster? Who else was in there?
1: Uh, it, well, it was Ted DiBiase. At the time, I think it was Ted DiBiase, IRS, and and the ringmaster.
0: Really, I can't remember if they were ever I, a team I or not. Think... I, I don't. I don't know a lot about the early Stone Cold in WWE I, days. Uh, me
1: neither. I, I, I wasn't. I don't either. I, I wasn't I really remember, watching at that time.
3: Yeah,
2: I me- I only ever remember DiBiase and uh, IRS, you know, being Money Inc. I don't. I don't remember them having. Uh, more than just them, I thought they were just the tag team, but I I could be wrong. There may there might have been a short program where they added in somebody else. I I could be wrong. Um, well, you know what? That that's almost a good segue. Uh, trying to uh, test our breadth of knowledge from the past. You guys want to get into some hot tag
1: trivia? Oh shit! I forgot
0: to do uh, that. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll well, look before, something before up before we do that. While while Poots looking that up, um, I, I want to touch on one thing real quick here. Yeah. Um, I I think it was. I think it was Bully Ray, or I, I can't remember who it was, but um, somebody brought up um, the fact that whatever they're going to induct the NWO Ooh, into yeah. the WWE Hall of Fame, um, Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin... Uh-oh, Fox, Ransom? Uh, of, all, of, of all the people, why X-Pac? I mean, was he... Was he integral in the formation of the NWO? Uh, he was. He was
1: the sixth member, hence the name Six. He was in early.
0: Yeah, that's when he was six. But,
1: I mean, it's Sean. They're um, inducting Sean Waltman. Let's let's be fair here.
0: Right. Yeah, they're inducting Sean Waltman. But my my question is is when they, when you induct the one of the one of the guys who I feel is a cog in the, the NWO wheel was Eric Bischoff. Absolutely. Like Eric, you know, the NWO was Eric Bischoff's brainchild. Um, You know, he was part of the stable. That was kind of like the, you know, one of the, the huge coups of WCW was, you know, like the president of WCW. Eric Bischoff is now a member of the NWO. Um, you know, he put it together, he was a member of it, and he's not getting inducted into the Hall of Fame with the NWO. Somebody, I can't—I I, want to say Bully Ray, but I could be wrong, <coughs> um, you know, said that it was a, a travesty that Eric Bischoff isn't being inducted with probably the hottest thing to ever come out of WCW. And I want to get your guys' opinion. Do you think that um, an Eric Bischoff inclusion would be warranted in the NWO Hall of Fame or not? Not so much. Um, I
2: I mean, I I can see how it makes sense to have him in there. I I'm not uh, I, I'm not completely like up in arms like, oh my god, they what are they thinking? Um, I I definitely I can see the I can see having him in there. Um, if they don't if they don't have him if they weren't gonna have him in there, I think at the very least. They're probably going to have him introduce them, which, and by all accounts, if, if that, if he's, if Bischoff is cool with that, you know, and I, from all accounts, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's <coughs> any hard feelings with uh, whenever Bischoff got like go here from his from his role as uh, you know the head of creative or whatever for SmackDown. Um, it's. I think, honestly, Eric Bischoff himself could be warranted as just being inducted by himself in the WWE Hall of Fame because if it wasn't for Eric Bischoff, there really wouldn't necessarily be the Monday Night Wars, and you wouldn't have some of the characters or some of the uh, uh, some of the you know the bars raised to the point that they were on on Monday Night Raw and everything like that during the Attitude Era. You know what I mean? Like it, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the <laughs> same. You wouldn't necessarily have the Attitude Era if it wasn't for the Monday Night Wars. So right. So, I am I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay if Eric's not being included in the NWO. However, I would like to see him at some point inducted by himself into the Hall yes. of
0: Fame. So that that was going to be my my theory or suggestion on you know, on the whole thing is, <clears throat> if they're keeping him out of being inducted into the Hall of Fame with the NWA, strictly to be able to induct him by himself at some point. <coughs> excuse me. I, you know, I, I'm fine with that because, you know. Yeah. yeah. That- how you feel about WCW and, and Eric Bischoff? He himself played such a pivotal role in the world of professional wrestling and sports entertainment, like you said, the what's, – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, it's like the, been... the, the whole sphere of sports entertainment, I feel, would be completely different today if it hadn't been for Eric Bischoff. Right. Sure, they lost the war and WCW did some you know goofy shit. But, I mean, he really did – you know the Monday Night War did more to help professional wrestling than it did to hurt professional.
2: Yeah, I mean that com- it really did. Because competition breeds excellence, which is yes. why we're you know which is why we're lucking out having uh you know the the Wednesday Night Wars with AEW and uh you know NXT.
0: Um, it makes things better for the fans if they induct it, Eric Bischoff by themselves. I'm all for that. Or by himself. I
2: was gonna say, and another one, uh, and I'll let and I'll then I'll let Poot uh, chime in here. Um, another one that I think that, um, that they purposely, that at least in this case, I'm almost positive that they purposely left out and not have him being inducted with the NWO and have him being inducted by himself would be, uh, the big show or the giant, whatever you want to call him, Paul white. Um, yeah, he deserves to go in by himself. he, He he's another one. He absolutely deserves to go in by himself. Um, and and to the, to their credit, you know Scott Hall and Kevin Nash both went in by themselves before they went in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as the NWO because they they you know they made some significant contributions before then. But obviously, oh absolutely, obviously the the NWO was, I would say, you know, probably they're they're more well known for. But uh, what what do you think, Poo, as far as the whole Bischoff thing?
1: I think Bischoff was uh important to lending a certain tone of villain uh and 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 uh, fan hatred if you will mm-hmm. um to the nwo i i think that he he was important for the time but i think you could argue that that was the seminal point at which the NWO started going downhill because then Eric Bischoff was like a sleazy dad who hits on his daughter's friends. <laughs> like, like he was, he had that like vibe. Mr.
0: McMahon.
1: Yeah. No, like Mr. McMahon was like, you looked at him and he's like, he's a rich, filthy you know, like I can have whatever I want kind of guy. Bischoff was more like the guy who's like greasy and oh. always has an angle and you know, like that kind of guy who'd be like, oh hey, you know like just like a predator, more so. Like a like a less like open about it. Like it's like a subtle thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, versus McMahon, who was very open and be like, ah, yeah, come here, ah, let me bone you, ah, grapefruits. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, like he was very open about it. Like, yeah, Bischoff was more like trying to be subtle and creepy about it. Yeah, um, and not in an open way. I like. I think it it lent a certain kind of like. Like Bischoff. people hate like, Bischoff. People hate Bischoff. Therefore, if you want to get the NWO over as a heel stable, put Bischoff with them. And and I'll, I will say this about Eric Bischoff: Bischoff was really, 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 really good at. Um, he was really good at at uh, like on the mic and getting people to buy what he was selling, and what he was selling was. You know we're the best, and fuck you! Don't you wish you were us? You know what I mean.
2: Bischoff Bischoff is like the the creepy parent who you're like. I don't know if I want to let my kids go stay the, over yes, this person's place. That's exactly yeah. it. And
1: that's yeah. and that's what that that was the tone and mood he he lent to the group. So yeah. <laughs> that, that I I do I think he should be inducted with the rest of the NWO. Personally, I think it should just be the like the nucleus group it should be hogan uh hall and nash i really do i think it should be hogan hall and nash that's it mention the other guys who were really important you know give a nod to nwo 2000 of course under the best leader ever (laughs) the cho 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 chosen one (laughs) slap nuts old (laughs) slap nuts himself but uh, no, fuck. like, I have but, diarrhea. yeah, that's that's what I have to say <laughs> about that. That's really it. Okay.
2: Oh, shit. All right, uh, let's hot tag this. Uh, who who wants to ask you? Because I I don't care.
1: I will ask Ransom.
2: Okay. So then that's Ransom good. will ask me, and I'll ask poop.
1: All right, so should I start? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. All right, cool. Bust a move. So, okay. Um... So we all know the wrestler Carlito, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um did you know that Carlito faced a different number of evolution uh members? You remember the stable evolution at yeah. three consecutive unforgiven pay per views. Okay? Ransom. I want the years and the people he faced. Like so, I want blank name blank year, blank name blank year, blank name blank year.
0: Oh, um,
1: beef's not here, so I really got to bring the heat.
2: <laughs> He's doing this because you stole his half of his title.
1: No, no. I'm doing <laughs> is this. Is this
0: in? Is this in WWE or is this in?
1: Oh, it's in WWE. Ohio Wrestling. No WWE.
0: <clears throat> I I don't know. Okay, well, um, give- I, I I want to say that he faced Orton, Batista, and Triple H. You're saying I have no idea what year. Okay,
1: well, I'll tell you what. Give me the three people that you think. So you're saying Orton, Batista, Triple H. Yeah. Okay, Uh, give me...
0: Well, I'm going to take Triple H out and put Flair in.
1: Okay, Orton, so you're saying... Orton, Flair, Flair and Batista. Orton, Flair, Batista. Okay.
0: What years? Uh, um, I have no idea.
1: Well, it's consecutive. So if you pick one, you just go forward two more years.
0: Um...
1: 20304 Final answers.
0: <coughs> yeah,
1: it would be Ric Flair in two thousand and five. Oh, Randy Orton in two thousand six, and Triple H in two thousand seven. Oh. Huh. So there you go. Fair
2: hmm. enough. <clears throat> I was, I was, uh, I was sitting here and I was like, as soon as you said O two, O three, O four, I was like. A little too early because because Orton and uh, Orton and Cena both came onto the scene in 2002, uh, so 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 it had to have been you know a little bit right after that. But yeah, I I, I wouldn't I would not have uh, I would have not have gotten that at all. So,
0: <laughs> all right, so Tom, yes, this sir, is a Kurt Angle question. Oh, can you name for me the titles? That Kurt Angle held. I, I don't care about how many and who and when. I just want to know what championship belts Kurt Angle held in WWE.
2: Okay. Um, now, are we also counting uh, the the rebranded or re, revamped ECW as a WWE title?
0: Uh, we are not.
2: Okay, so I couldn't remember if he held that. I I was pretty sure he did. Um, Well, he's definitely held. uh, He's definitely held the WWE Championship. Um, I don't remember if he. Trying to remember if he held the World Heavyweight Title as well or not, or if that was uh, if he was, he was there before that all went down and did that whole nonsense faffery. definitely WWE championship, definitely intercontinental, definitely european. Um and I'm trying to think if this was again with the with the tag team titles. I don't remember if that was whenever there was the WWE titles and the world tag team titles or not. But I know he I mm, no cuz or was that I'm trying to remember if if the stable of him and uh, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. I don't I don't think the Freebird rule was in effect during their uh, tag team title reign. It was not. It was not. Okay. But I still feel like he held tag team titles with somebody at one point. It, even if it was a short run, I just can't remember who. So I'm gonna say uh, definitely, intercontinental European uh, WWE championship, and then I'm wavering on tag team championship and a world heavyweight title. But that's what I'm gonna go with. Pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure he's held just about everything.
0: So in WWE, Kurt Angle is pretty much dripping in gold. Yeah. Um, He has had a very impressive uh, series of of title reigns in the WWE. He has had the World Heavyweight Championship, the Tag Team Championship, the WWE Championship, the European Championship, the Intercontinental Championship, the Hardcore Championship. Ooh, I forgot about that one. And let's not forget that when the invasion happened, he also held the WCW United States Championship, Oh, son and of a bitch. the WCW championship. Ah. So he's I mean, Kurt Angle in the WWE dripped in gold. He's done it all. Um oh my goodness. Now bonus points if you can tell me what um TNA titles he held.
2: I don't even know what titles were in TNA. I mean, I know he was TNA world heavyweight champion at some point. Um I, I don't even know what their lesser titles were. Like
0: um, I didn't either, but you're right. He was the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Um, he was also a TNA Tag Champion, uh, once sense. with Sting and once with AJ Styles. Okay. And he was yeah. also a TNA X Division Champion. Oh, okay. So, I mean, and he, you know, I, I don't count any of the other, like, tournaments or whatever the TNA had because, you know, who cares? Um, but he was a King of the Ring in WWE. Yeah. Um, he won the WWE Tag Team Championship Tournament. Um, with Chris Benoit,
2: God Hall what of a, Fame,
0: whoops, I'm Triple sorry. Crown.
2: What, what an amazing fucking ta- technical tag team. Oh, that is right there, God. Oh, oh my
0: goodness. So he was also King of the Ring. Um, you know, he was. The, he's clearly in the Hall of Fame. He was the tenth triple, triple Crown champion and the fifth Grand Slam champion. Yep. So, I mean, when you think back, Kurt Angle, good lord, you know. <sighs> pittsburgh zone baby yeah man this dude killed he it
1: literally has literally has done it all yeah, yeah
0: right oh he was also an iw uh gp champion yep
2: oh in new japan
0: yep. yeah no like, shit kurt angle, kurt angle has had one hell of a storybook career
2: he really has and and he's and you know i mean that he's definitely had his uh you know his ups and definitely his downs. They've, they've Ooh, been well documented. The right, they've been well documented. But I'll tell you what, man. He, uh, fuck, he's, yeah. He, and I tell you, I
0: I even enjoyed Kernangle on the last on that last you know WWE run that he had. I, you know, in his singles run, and then when he was, you know, look, I get it. He wasn't at the top of his technical game at the time. It was a victory lap. It was, but I yeah. did. I I marked out real real. hard. Even I, though he I, didn't do a whole lot in the match, I yeah. worked out real hard when he came out with the shield. Yeah, uh, I'm I, I'm not afraid to say it. Like I lost my mind. Yeah. I was I was a little kid again, super, mm. just super. You know, on my feet when he came out. I, I, I love Kurt Angle. He's he's an amazing wrestler. Took you back. Yeah.
2: yeah. Took All right, you back. Tron. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> well. Uh, coming off the hills of the TLC pay per view that just happened, right? Um, believe it or not, TLC—it's um, been around. I don't know if it's—it's it's only really been around since 2009, because that's whenever it—that's uh, whenever it took over uh, in the spot of Armageddon as the uh, December pay per view. There, uh, Poot. My question to you is about the very first. TLC pay-per-view in 2009. I want to know uh, who was in the main event and uh, what the
1: stipulation was. Uh, shit. This was when I was not watching wrestling. Uh. um
2: And there, and there is a bonus question after this one. Oh
1: boy, um, <sighs> um, I, dude, on, a, I like, what was this? There was there was a year that there was a I don't two thousand nine I don't even know who was really like faffing around in two thousand nine. Good lord, um. I I mean. It w- well, okay, we'll go with this. Since it's TLC, we'll say the first one. It was a Tables, ladders, chairs match.
2: Okay, I'll give you that.
1: Okay, is that fair? Yeah. Okay.
2: Um. That was that was the main event stipulation. Now, who was in it?
1: I, part of me wants to say the Hardys, but I feel like the Hardys were not around at this
0: point. Um, yeah, I think whatever they made it into a pay per view, they had already.
1: Yeah, they had been gone.
0: You're talking about the pay per view and not the match itself, right?
1: No, yeah he,
2: the pay the pay per view. He's TLC. asking who was in the main event
1: okay. of the, of of this. Something in me wants to say it was a tag match, just because I'm thinking Hardys. But what belts would it be for? Well, it would have been for the tag belts. There was just one set of tag belts then, wasn't there? I man, fuck. I you know what? I'm gonna go with I don't know, man. I don't know.
3: Okay,
2: uh, Ransom, you uh, got a guess?
0: Yeah, I think I got it. Okay. I think I got it off of off of Poots Meanderings there. Okay. It was a tag match. Um, I think this is when, um, I think this is when Jericho were champions, and I think the main event was was Jericho versus Triple X. Uh, uh, X. I think they were the main event of that of that first one.
2: You're absolutely right because that harkened back to you saying earlier. You know, don't remember if there was any memorable uh, Triple H TLC matches. Well, there's the there's the one there for the uh, for the oh. WWE tag team championship. So
1: that was literally, I think, a year before I started watching wrestling again.
2: Yeah. Now, here's a bonus question for you guys. All right. In the course of the TLC pay per view from you know starting in 2009. Uh, to currently, there was one year where the pay-per-view was renamed Tables, Ladders, Chairs, and Stairs. Oh, my. I want the year, and I want who was, uh, who was also in the first ever Steel Stairs match. Oh.
1: Uh, 2013? 2013? and Mick Foley and my left nut I don't I don't <laughs> no I I honestly I'm going to say 2013 I have no idea Ransom
0: What was your question Who was in the first Stairs match
2: Yeah it was the first ever Steel Stairs match and this this particular year the the TLC event was re was a uh, Renamed that year tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs because right, of so this I, match.
0: I, I, I have almost all of it, but I couldn't fathom the other opponent. Um, I, I, Big Show for sure was in that first match, um, and it was 2014. But I could not, for the life of me, I cannot remember who Big Show faced but I'm confident that it's 2014 and that big show is in the first stairs match. I don't know. Who, I don't know who his opponent was.
2: Once again, ransom is on the money. Uh, the opponent that you're looking for is one Eric Rowan.
0: Oh, wow. Eric. No, Rowan! I cannot. I now
1: Yeah. I don't remember uh, him
0: being in that match at all for some reason.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like
0: yeah, that. Yeah. Did big show the, win that. I can't even remember if big show won that match.
1: Um,
2: that is a good question that I don't have because that was not the main event, but oh, okay, because of that particular match, they renamed it that year, tables, ladders, chairs, dot, 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 and stairs. Oh and gosh. who cares? Cause that's literally the only time in 10 years that that happened. So I basically that's was
0: probably a good thing too.
1: I basically yeah. was thinking, I was like, <laughs> what were the really shitty years of WWE? And that's why I landed on 2013. I was damn close. <laughs>
0: Yeah, pretty close.
1: Well, guys, the uh, the hour is getting long. Yeah. So, uh, what do you say we thank the sponsors and we get the hell out of here? It's a good idea. Cool. You kick wanna... the tires I, too. I'll tell you what. I'll kick them tires and light them <laughs> fires. Thanks you. Uh, thanks. Thanks. Use once again to uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mister <laughs> Mister Tiger. Uppercut. Bomb Tom and uh, his page, Casual Gaming Dad, for supporting us. And uh, go check him out on Facebook. Again, go on over there. dot Facebook.com slash Casual Gaming Dad. Correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Facebook.com slash Casual Gaming Dad. Um, go on over there. Uh, give him a like and uh, check out some of his streams. He really is entertaining and he's a lot of fun. Uh, you can find him on YouTube at Casual Gaming Dad and on Twitch at Casual Gaming Dad 84. Um, and I'm going to throw it over to uh, our new... <laughs> Le Champion, one of our new Le Champions. I'm going to throw it over to uh, Mr. Tiger Bomb Tom. Tom, you want to take it away?
2: Sure thing. Uh, <laughs> we also want to thank uh, Mr. Sean Tischler and all his work that he's done uh, bringing IWC to the Clearfield area and uh, for uh, you know putting our name out there amongst the amongst the independent wrestling community. Uh, also want to uh, you know, just in general uh, shout out IWC uh because uh, because of Sean Tischler and the IWC Clearfield X event has definitely ignited uh my passion for some independent wrestling and uh I can't I can't speak highly enough about IWC. Um I'm hoping fingers crossed I gotta um I'm gonna send him a message tomorrow and see what his schedule is after the holiday break here as we will be off for the next two weeks. Uh not recording on Tuesday nights. We'll see about a Sunday morning show somewhere in the middle just to kind of wet the whistle. Uh but I'm hoping after the holiday break to secure something with Mr. uh uh IWC super indie champ uh Johnny Patch but Ooh. I'm I'm hoping yeah um Ooh. but uh no just in general uh IWC want to shout them out <laughs> uh and uh also a big shout out to uh, to my sponsors for my page, uh, Gould gaming for putting up the P three shirts in, uh, my section of the shop. So if you head over to Gould gaming, uh, you know, make sure you, uh, check out my section, casual gaming dad section of the shop. Uh, also don't forget to use the discount codes. Uh, if you need them, you feel free to message me on Facebook and I will give them to you, but save yourself a little bit of scratch, uh, because you know, who doesn't want to save money when you can? Um, there's a particular code if you get anything out of my section to save 12% off whenever you check out. Uh, that's Casual Gaming Dad VIP. Uh, and then the promo code if the, re- the applies to all site-wide is Gould Gaming 3. Either one of those codes help out my page and help out us here uh, with the uh, P3 podcast, especially if you're getting a P3 shirt. So uh, check it out. And... Um, Ransom, you got anything that you want to add there uh in the end or
0: No man, I think uh, everybody covered it. We're good. Okay. Um Well, well
1: I, I'd like to thank our missing compatriot, Mr. Beef the Legend. This was a very efficient episode and never come back. Uh- no. <laughs> I'm just no, but, uh, I'm just yanking missed, your chain.
0: I, I I missed you for sure in this episode. Beef. Oh, I, I definitely
1: mi- did. Dude, I absolutely I absolutely did as well. Like beef joking aside, like we missed you, buddy. We can't wait till you're back. Also, next week. We'll probably not have an episode up because it's Xmas time.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and we want to thank everybody. And I'm sure I don't think anybody's going to bitch about the fact of us not throwing up an episode next week. So like I said, uh, if, if we get a chance the this Sunday after Christmas or the Sunday after New Year's or whatever, maybe I'll, I'll jump on and if anybody's uh, available and wants to jump on the Sunday morning show. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe not. Who knows? But uh, in the meantime, everybody out there, enjoy, enjoy the holiday season, uh, whether you're celebrating by yourself or with anybody else or whoever. Stay safe, uh, and hopefully we'll catch you all back here after the holiday break because it's a new year and some new champions in the house. So for my tag team co-champion, Mr. Oh. Alec Ransom, for the former, and still I'll give him credit where credit's due. Most reigning and longest reigning.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. Former, former choose Way
2: champion, Mr. Well, Pete the Bard.
1: Baby. This
2: baby. This is Tiger Bomb Tom. Have a great night. Enjoy the holidays, and we'll see you all in 2020.
0: Merry Christmas. Motherone. <laughs>